Kansas City. You're going to take on the Cincinnati Bearcats at the T-Mobile Arena. The uh, very exciting game, part of the Hall of Fame Classic. The line will play at 5.30 p.m. on uh, Monday evening. Um, start of uh, the, the event, uh, the second game, we'll have Arkansas versus Kansas State. Um, over there, it's going to be uh, Kansas State, you know, obviously being the closest team um, to the event. But Illinois should have a really nice crowd in Kansas City. Um, and should have a, you know, a little bit of a, a home feel to it. Maybe at least a semi-home, as they say on Ken Palm. But um, Illinois uh, coming in off a loss a week ago. They've had a week to stew about their loss to um, to Marquette um, on the road, of course. But the big news is, of course, they do get Kofi Coburn back. And Kofi is a big part of what Illinois did a year ago, or past two seasons, for that matter. And the big reason why they've been ranked in the top ten, you know, preseason, is because of the return of Kofi Coburn, why the computers have them so high as well. Illinois is still fifth in the Pomeroy rankings, despite maybe sliding into the, you know, uh, 10 to 12 range in the in you know or maybe a little lower in the AP polls um they're you know they, they they're it doesn't really matter what happened at Marquette because if they play well for the rest of the non-conference and conference season people forget about that game and remember that they played without Kofi Coburn so up on Monday night first we've got Cincinnati the Bearcats come in um they're undefeated they're 4-0 they've got um they had a win over Georgia, of course. They haven't played a team who's ranked above 167th in Pomeroy. That's uh, Cincinnati's ranked 97th now after, you know, rolling over Presbyterian, Alabama A&M, Evansville, and Georgia. But they're not a bad team. They're solid. Um, they're going to give Illinois um, some fits. They play pretty good defense. Um, they have a uh, – they've struggled a little bit to score. Uh, led by David Julius, who uh, we, of course, uh, have seen before. DeJulius uh, played at Michigan in 2019-2020. A uh, solid player. Um, has really kind of you know improved as a as a, a scorer uh, over the past couple of years. I mean, in more of a go-to guy role. Um, he had never had that role at Michigan. He's more of an auxiliary player, and so he's had to step up and do a little more in that regard. Uh, they have a 6'7 junior by the name of Jeremiah Davenport. Davenport uh, shoots a well from three. Very efficient player, um, you know, likes to shoot the ball, not really rebounds the ball well, especially on the defensive end. Um, he's a, uh, you know, quality uh, full, or wing player. Um, they, they, they'll play a young guard. Uh, really, I think that the key, for, one of the keys for them is their guard. Um, you know, they've got a guard by the name of Mike Saunders and Micah Adams-Woods, a couple guards there who are uh, very good at, you know, distributing, creating, and then uh, another senior by the name of John Newman who will start. They're not big. Um, they do have some guys off the bench, though. Um, or got, they're not big in, at, at those positions, you know, 6'5", 6'3", 6'7". But they do have some size up front, and that's uh, Hayden Koval and Abdul Addo. They're a 7'1 guy, Hayden Koval, who is a – these guys are – one thing about them, they're very – um, similar in their in the, what they've done from an offensive stand or from a, on the floor. I mean, they're no, neither one of them are like you know great. Uh, Koval is a uh, you know he's a uh, gonna play more minutes maybe than Ed, Edo, but Edo gets the start usually. Um, not very good offensively, very good defensively. A shot blocker, uh, one of the highest block rates uh, in the country, thirteen percent for Edo. 
Koval also blocks shots 10.2. He's a little more efficient offensively. He's been able to step out and shoot the three a little bit. Um, one, you know, he's only hit one or two, but both are they're older guys. Both guys who've been in college for a while. And so it'll be interesting. You know, this is the third school for uh, Koval, who was at UNC Greensboro a year ago, shot, you know, over his career, um, 35% three-point shooter, 34% three-point shooter, fifth-year guy, Central Arkansas, UNC Greensboro, now Cincinnati. Um, Ado is a guy who, you know, has been at Mississippi State, um, did some quality things there as a, as a rim protector um, the last three years. And so now he's, you know, at Cincinnati, uh, the last four years, rather. Now he's at Cincinnati and he's uh, hasn't been great offensively early, but I think, you know, he's going to revert back to being a little bit more very good offensive rebounder. And I think that's where he hurt, hurt you with the garbage stuff. Now, of course, Illinois adding Kofi Coburn allows Omar Payne to slide in the backup role. I think that makes him much more efficient at the center spot. And then you have Benjamin Bosmans for Dag because you're third. Um, and they can also use, uh, they're going to have the ability to play Coleman Hawkins there at times. Um, uh, I think he fits well with if, if Cobal is uh, at the five. They can match him up pretty well there. Davenport's going to be an interesting check for Illinois. Um, Hawkins have to guard him. I think uh, Jake Grandison at times is going to play the four, so he'll have to guard him. And then you got the, you know, at the uh, other positions, you know, a uh, kid by the name of uh, Mason Madsen, who is uh, more of a three-point shooter, um, hasn't shot the ball extremely well um, this year yet, but he's a guy who's a threat, um, 6'4", uh, wing. Um, they're going to play. You know, one thing about th these guys at Cincinnati is they will run some guys in there. Um, Od uh, Aguama is another kid who is a 6'9 junior, plays some four, pretty efficient player, scores around the rim. Um, gets to the line a little bit, you know, he's, you know, kind of interior player, great offensive rebounder again. So this is kind of be an interesting game. I think that's one thing where both of these teams are good. They're, uh, Cincinnati's a tremendous rebounding team. Um, they have, they're uh, only allowing 20% of the misses to be rebounded by the offensive end. Illinois on the other hand is grabbing 48% uh, of their misses on the offensive end. So, that's kind of the, the matchups. Who, who can control the glass is going to be a big part of this. Uh, Cincinnati defends twos extremely well. And um, although Illinois, um, you know, historically, Illinois has also defended twos really well. These are two of the top ten uh, teams in uh, field goal percentage defense from inside the arc. Um, so that's going to be a big part of, you know, who, who wins this game is who can, handle, who can shoot the ball better from inside the arc and also who can get those uh, offensive rebounds and get some easy putbacks. Illinois has had an issue with turnovers. Uh, Cincinnati, on the other hand, has been fantastic. Uh, one of the top teams in the country at not turning the ball over. Um, so Illinois, it, it, that's a key. Um, if, if Cincinnati is able to get, you know, instead of, you know, twice as many turnovers, Illinois is turning over twice the rate of Cincinnati. That kind of tells you that, you know, that that's key to the game. If they can get an extra 10 shots, be it on offensive rebounds or turnovers or whatever, 10, 15 shots, that's really going to change things. Um, it's really going to change the game. The Illini come in, um, obviously looking for more from Andre Curbelo, who is turning it over. You know, his turnover rate is extremely high. Coleman Hawkins also struggling with turnovers. You go down the list, um, you know, whether it's Benjamin Bosman, Sverdonk, Jacob Grandison, Omar Payne, Trent Frazier. All of them have really high turnover rates um, compared to Alfonso Plummer, uh, compared to what they have done in the past. Um, and they're not shooting the ball well from the perimeter. Curbelo uh, is 0 for 7 from 3. Hawkins, 3 for 11. Um, you know, Grandison is shooting it well. Um, Trent Frazier is shooting it well. 
But Demonte Williams just who led the nation in three point percentage is one of five. He's shooting twenty percent from three. He's shooting twenty percent from two. So he's not shooting the ball as well as he's capable. Um, Alfonso Plummer came in a career forty percent shooter. Is only three of thirteen from three. Twenty three percent. So you expect those guys to turn around or you know kind of revert back to what they've done in the past. So the Illini um, that's going to be a key to the game. We look at that where Illinois is going to have to rebound the ball well. Illinois is going to have to not turn the ball over at the same rate. Um, I've in the past, and then I think the other thing is um, it's they're gonna have some guys make shots. This is supposed to be a team that shoots the ball well. They're supposed to be a good shooting team, um, and it hasn't hasn't materialized thus far. Illinois, you know, despite the fact they've been fairly efficient offensively, a large part of that was you know the first couple of games getting to the line um, against Jackson State and Arkansas State, making a lot of free throws and attack and just, just dominating the offensive glass. It really gives you a great. Um, advantage when you're able to get those second shots, get two and three shots per possession. One area well known has been effective is defensively. Um, they're number one in uh, adjusted defensive efficiency in the country. So that's what they're looking for. Um, you know, looking to hang their head on defense. And the return of Kofi Coburn cannot be, um, can't really put this in perspective with any other player in the country because there's no player like Kofi. In the nation, there's no dominant big man like him. Um, although, you know, there are other big guys who are good. There's nobody who has his physical presence. And he's an extremely efficient offensive player. He's a guy who shot um, 65% from the floor. Um, he rebounds at a high rate, both on the offensive and defensive end. One of the top players in the country rebounding the ball. Um, although he, he's worked on uh, you know, distributing out of the post, I think that's huge. He draws, you know, seven to eight fouls. Uh, per 40 minutes, um, you know, and, and so that puts a ton of pressure on the opposing defense. And so I think that's when, you know, when you add a guy like this back into the mix, it just makes there's a lot more easy baskets. I think Andre Carbello will have confidence in um, Kofi as he's rolling, using him in the pick and roll that he'll make the play. Um, but, you know, I think that's going to be one of those things. Uh, how does Illinois, how quickly do they adjust to having him back? And I don't think it's going to be a huge adjustment because I think they're really happy to get him back on the floor um, ready to play I, as we move forward. Of course, this is the first night of the uh, Hall of Fame Classic. This is uh, only begins a stretch here of four games in eight days. They'll play Cincinnati, and then they'll play the winner of Arkansas or loser of Arkansas and Kansas State, depending on the game Monday night. They've got UT Rio Grande uh, on Friday, and then Notre Dame next Monday as part of the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Um, Illinois is dominating glass, uh, out-rebounding each of its first three opponents by at least 20 rebounds. They're 21.3 rebound margin. That's huge. Um, and this is what they're, you know, this is what they're kind of hanging their hat on this year. Of course, this is homecoming game for uh, Brad Underwood. Uh, he grew up in uh, McPherson, Kansas, just a couple hundred miles west of Kansas City, played and coached at K-State. Um, you know, he's been in the Played in the Big 12 tournament here at T-Mobile Center uh, back when he was at Oklahoma State. Um, Illinois has, you know, played this third time they played in Kansas City. They played Kansas at Kemper Arena, um, and uh, and uh, lost to Missouri back in back in 1998, and then 1946 they lost Missouri. Illinois series, Cincinnati series history. This will be the uh, first time they played in 17 years. Of course, we remember the last one was the the um, Illinois beat them two years in a row. They beat them in the uh, in the tournament um, back in the 
would have been in 2003-04 season. And then, of course, they had the rematch in 04-05, and Illinois came in undefeated on their way to a 29-game win streak to start the season. New Year's Eve 2004, I remember that game um, well. Um, watching it, um, Illinois just dominated the Bearcats. Uh, it was like 22-point win, 67-45. Since then, it was 22. Illinois was number one. And uh, really kind of, you know, just uh, really turned and said, hey, these guys are for real in that 2005 season, another game that added on. A lot of people thought their physicality would give Illinois trouble. You know, the team that had, you know, already beaten Gonzaga and Wake Forest back then. Uh, but they dominated the Bearcats as well as they went on their you know, 29-game win streak, and then eventually into the national championship game that year. So perhaps beating Kansas or Cincinnati is a uh, is a positive, leading to uh, <laughs> leading to long-term uh, tournament success. We can certainly hope. But if the Illini are able to get past the Bearcats, they're probably going to uh, run into an Arkansas team that is currently ranked in the top 15. They're 23rd on Pomeroy, um, a team that. Um, you know, we'll have a we'll talk more about that preview after the game. Um, if they don't, of course, you've got the game with um, exciting game if Illinois is playing Kansas State. If they're not playing uh, Arkansas Tuesday, so get a little Bruce Weber uh, matchup against the Illini, former Illini head coach who's now at Kansas State. So this is a this is a fun event. You got four quality teams, um, all teams that you know can beat you on a given night. Illinois learned the last game that if you don't bring it. Um, you can lose. And so I think it's good. The Marquette lost, you know, when you lose without your best player and one of the most dominant players in college basketball, now you kind of look at it and say, you know, it's a learning, learning opportunity for us. Now, how do you bounce back the next week? If Illinois can take a run here and run off four straight wins in the next eight days, you're going to forget about the, uh, the loss to Marquette without Kofi. Um, so this is a great opportunity for Illinois to get this done. Uh, we'll be in attendance. We'll have uh, a bunch of coverage, pregame, postgame, um, of course, on IlliniGuys.com, um, as well as some photos, courtesy of uh, Joe Pickrell. We'll have um, some uh, – we'll have interviews, actually, from Kansas City as well. We've got some special guests on our uh, some of our uh, pre- and postgame stuff, so that's exciting. And uh, it should be a lot of fun um, to to be in a, an event like this and a you know exciting group, a challenging event with a some you know four high major teams, four teams that can I guess Cincinnati's technically um, in a, you know not a uh, high major since the AAC, but they're a team that you know has a great basketball history, storied basketball history. So this is a uh, it's going to be a fun event. I think this is going to be interesting. I, I, I like Illinois to beat Cincinnati in this opening round. I think that Wes Miller uh, was probably not happy to see that Kofi was back uh, playing um, in this one. So this is, but this is going to be fun. I think Illinois takes the first game. I think they're going to win it. I'm thinking about 15. I'm thinking a 70, 78, uh, 62 game type, 78, 63, something like that in that range. I, I like Illinois to win this one. And uh, set up what I think Arkansas beats K-State. So I like Illinois to, and Arkansas in the championship game. And, of course, that gives Illinois another opportunity for another quality win, um, especially, you know, against a, you know, one of the favorites in the SEC in Arkansas. So exciting day um, uh, from Kansas City tomorrow. I hope you uh, are able to attend. If you are able to attend, make sure you give us a shout-out on Um Hit me up on Twitter at Sturdy32. Let me know you're in attendance. Uh, maybe we can uh, – get some barbecue at some point over the weekend. It, it should be fun. 
30 for 30. Thanks for listening.